What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Double Coverage. We hope you're still living, loving, and breathing sport. I am Dom with the Great Man Sauce, and we're ready to go again, mate. And how are you doing? We are good, Doma. We're back. Show number 44-0. Um, massive, massive news in the hobby. Uh, there's been a number of things that have happened, which has been absolutely outstanding. And uh, I'm excited. Uh, we roll along. So what have we got? Well, on the show Obviously, today. Uh, as usual, NBA to start off, AFL recap. We've got some EPL, some Champions League to go through also. Uh, those games happened this morning. Then we've got a preview of this week's upcoming card for the UFC. So we'll probably try and get through the sport as quick as possible. Every time we say that, we spend an hour on it, but we try and get through it. And then we've got a bit to get through on Hobby Talk. Uh, the Le Mans of the week is going to definitely transition beautifully into uh into hobby talk and as you know we did the podcast on tuesday last week we're doing the podcast again today uh on wednesday today but last tuesday we went through swimmingly and then the le mans of the uh <laughs> le mans of the week uh happened to well the candidate for this week came out on wednesday last week and revealed itself to us but uh, Cherry's just in the comments based on, uh, they said stickers are cards. It's based on the fact that I actually went on their post uh, yesterday. It said stickers are dot, 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 stickers. <laughs> so <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I've just uh, put back in the comments, they are not cards. Stickers are stickers. <laughs> uh, cards are cards. Uh, they're completely different. Maybe we discuss this in our hobby talk. We definitely will. Actually, let's let's have a brief discussion about that when we get there. But we're going to start where we always start, and it is the standings, and it is Philly still on top, and Brooklyn is on the exact same uh, record as them this week, uh, not half a game behind. So both of them, thirty-five and sixteen, up the top. Milwaukee, thirty-two and seventeen. Atlanta have moved into fourth spot. Uh, 27 and 24, Charlotte 5th, Miami 6th, they're back over 500, the Knickerbockers in 7th, Boston in 8th. Wouldn't surprise me if we see a little push now from the Bulls after acquiring Vucevic. They've been playing very, very well. Uh, They beat Indiana this morning, but uh, they're in 10th, Indiana in 9th, Toronto in 11th, Cleveland 12th, Washington 13th, Orlando 14th, and Detroit is dead last in the East. Over in the West, Utah still the number one seed. Phoenix second, Clippers third, Denver fourth. Uh, the Lakers dropped to fifth. They had a good win beating uh, Toronto uh, today. Sixth is Portland. Dallas has been playing great ball up into seventh. Memphis in eighth. Spurs in ninth. Golden State tenth. Zion was back and balled out today with 34 points for the Pelicans in 11. 
11th, sorry, 12th is Sacramento, 13th Oklahoma, and Houston are 14th. And this is actually one of our point uh, points of topic source, and we're going to start there. And it is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Russell off the bench could be the play for this uh, ball club. He came off the bench, had 25 in their in their win today, or was it yesterday? But it looked actually like a cohesive unit out on the basketball court for once. Uh, I think D'Angelo Russell is probably a bench player at best coming off. But he's not a starter. He's not a superstar as everyone keeps making him out to be. The team, the core is behind Edwards and Cat now. He comes off the bench. He's a great option off of there. Uh, Literally satisfies D'Angelo Russell as a player because he wants to play with Towns because they're best mates. Doesn't mean you need to start with Towns. You do your part. He's got to learn that well, he has to be a bit more unselfish, take a step back in his role. Edwards is the far superior player uh, at the moment based off of his talent and what he's shown in literally uh, half of the season or three quarters of the season as we're winding into into playoffs. He's definitely the number two behind Cap, not D'Angelo Russell. So they are last in the West, uh, undeservingly last. I think they it will not end with them at the bottom of uh, the West. It will be Houston down there, and they will not uh, be the equal worst team in the whole of the NBA. They will eventually get past 15 wins, which Detroit Detroit has. So, yeah, interesting. Your thoughts on the Russell play there off the bench? Uh, I mean, I guess they're, they're just trying things. And, um, I mean, not for anything. Just keep giving the ball to Anthony Edwards. He's the future. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is probably at some point going to get traded. Uh, who knows? Maybe they just keep him there coming off the bench just to keep Cat happy. Um, but, yeah, they're the two guys that need to be building around. Uh, Anthony Edwards and Cat. Um, I mean, and let's just hope that they get another good draft pick this coming season. Uh, at the end of the season, I mean, they're, they're not doing the best, so um, they can. And um, yeah, uh, it's, it's much of a muchness, real, really, Doma. They're they 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 still stink severely. Um, they still stink severely. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. One 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 to note on the east side is uh is the Knicks, right? Because they're only what three games ahead of Indiana. Um, still still a chance to miss out in the playoffs. Now that would be an absolute catastrophe. It'd be devastating. If the if the Knicks go on to actually miss out on the playoffs. I'll be the first laughing, that's for sure, because I said from the start that the Knicks are actually allergic to the playoffs, so if they happen to stuff it up from here, it would be pretty funny. It would be absolutely uh, uh, hilarious, and uh, they might even uh, get a fair serve on this show. But um, to note, uh, another one is the Atlanta Hawks absolutely uh, guns blazing. Uh, four games win streak uh, at the moment. Won six of their last uh, ten. And, um, you know, up into the fourth spot. And what were they at the start of the season, Doma? Uh, Over-under wins, I think it was at 38. 38, I think. I, I think it was 38. 38.5. So tracking, you know, we said they'd get over 38.5. Still quite a possibility to, to get that. Um May, may or may not the get coaching there, change has helped geez, them a heap the, yes the coaching change has helped them 
And, um, you know, Trey, it has helped that Trey Young has actually started to play better in the last 10 to, you know, 12 games. He was pretty average before that. Started started the year pretty well, and then he's uh, dropped off significantly, but he's found form again. Um, and, you know, look, that team needs Trey Young playing to his best because whether you, you like it or not, whether you like the way Trey Young plays or not, um, he elevates the other people on that team. Uh, and brings them up to a level that's going to allow them to to make some noise in the playoffs. Uh, Lemon Pepper Lou coming off the bench has been solid. You know, he's been giving them 12, 13 points off the bench. So giving him a bit more depth there. We know he's a bucket, walking he's bucket. So, um, you know, that's 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 a good addition, I think. That's a really good addition. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's tracking along nicely. Uh, my boys, the Lakers, they're struggling at the moment, obviously, with a, a few outs. Uh, but still able to chalk some wins up on the board. Um, Kyle Kuzma's been able to been step good. up in those wins and, and and you know put up some points. I think he's put up 30 points uh, twice, I believe. I don't know, at least once, but uh, even, I think, 27 points another game. Um, and uh, Luca the Don has severely just been carrying that team, uh, the Dallas Mavericks, single-handedly yeah. carrying that team. You've got Borzingis out. Um, I mean, what more do you need? Get... get Get Porzingis out of there, get what you can for him, and just clear up the cap space and make a play for a, a genuine guy that's going to be the number two. Uh, because Porzingis, I don't care what you say, sorry, he's just not going they to cut just it. Look, as, as we said, they need another guard that can shoot, but is a really good defender at the same time to, to link with And him. you know what, they, that's exactly right. And you know what they need as a big man? They just need a big man that can roll to the ring, Go for alley oops and rebound hard and be able to switch out on the. You need a, on, a on Capella. You need a Capella type guy. Correct. That's it. correct. And be very very good, like very very good. They just need an elite guard that can bring the ball up the court for them, which, you know, when it's not in Lucas' hands. And we have said before, oh, it has to be a point guard. I don't think it has to be a point guard because the ball's always going to run through Luca. So probably an S guard, a really good S guard or a really good small forward is what they need. In that team, yeah, that, that that that's able to be a knockdown exactly. shooter as from the outside. It's able to add to to Finney Smith and and um, Hardaway. Uh, Hardaway, um, uh, they they picked up Mally. Look, I don't know how much of a good pickup that is. Uh, you know, it's to be seen whether Mally, uh, be is um going to you know be able. They picked to, up Redick as well. They got know. some three point shooters now, so if they can get an elite guard next year. And look, you know, one of the things that I was um, uh, big on was the fact that Finney Smith had a uh, career year last year. Same with Hardaway Jr. Well, you know, although Finney Smith's not averaging the same points as last year, but his three-point percentage is, what, 1% under last year. So he's still shooting at 36%, 36.6% clip. And then you've got uh, Hardaway Jr., who's averaging actually more points than last year. He's averaging, uh, you know... Uh, just about one point more, and he's shooting the three at the same clip. So those two guys have maintained their performance, which has been massive for their success. Um, Finney Smith actually a good defender, and he's able to guard the better uh, opposing small forwards and shooting guards. So that that's why he yep. has his place on the team. Um, but yeah, I'm just saying that center position, unfortunately, Borzingis, I hate to say it, Look, even though I thought the Knicks probably were wrongfully got rid of him, they were probably right to get rid of him. I feel he's an overrated, bit of an overrated player. He's not as good as what people really think he is. Um, and, 
Yeah, he lacks on the defensive just, end. He lacks on the defensive end. Just put Big Boban at center. Put Big Boban. We just want to see you reign. If you want to get towed up on the pick and roll on the offensive end, put Big <laughs> Boban. That's but what did we say? Yeah, like we actually said the perfect fit for Luca was to get Drew Holiday. That was the guy that they had to go for preseason. They had to get the 3 and D guy that can handle the ball, he can shoot the ball, he can play defense, he's scrappy. That's the type of guy you had to put with Luca. Look how look how well they've been flying under the radar, Milwaukee. Yeah, I know we said it a few weeks ago, we said it a month ago, but they're actually flying under the radar severely. And I think they're going to be a big problem when it comes to playoffs. People aren't paying attention to him. Giannis is having just as good a season this season, if not better, than last season. But no one's talking about it because there's a big three in Brooklyn, even that you know half of them don't even play. They're at home bloody DMing uh, celebrities. That's what they spend their time doing. Then actually on the court shooting hoops. So literally just be very, very wary of uh, Milwaukee coming into... Um, the playoffs in the East. The other team as well, before we do talk about uh, James Harden's injury and what it means for the Brooklyn Nets at the moment, Phoenix are balling. Yeah. They, they are, are balling. Booker's actually starting to play really, really well. He struggled. He had his struggles. I think he was just trying to get used to the fact that he's got Chris Paul there. Booker, as you've seen a few seasons in a row, he used to handle the ball a little bit when it came up the court. So obviously getting the ball out of his hands and obviously becoming part of that motion offense where he's always moving, become effectively becoming a catch-and-shoot guy at times, but also a guy that drives in and kicks it out as well as a defender while attempting. He's not a bad defender. You, you, so Correct. You say that they're balling, and, and they have. They're number seventh ranked offense in the league. And what really, really stands out to me, uh, which has been, you know, they've He's another team that's been allergic to this part of the game for quite a little while, and that's defense. And they're actually number sixth ranked defense in the so league. They're seventh and so six. being top seventh and six. So being top ten, both uh, facets of the game, because uh, there's uh, two sides to when you play basketball. There's offense and defense. Um, so you know if you're lacking in one area, you're going to really find it hard to to go the distance. Um, and you know being top ten, Doma, it's what you need. It's what you need to compete. And Look, they're looking they good. So, look, I can't say, and I, I'm excited for that franchise. I'm excited for Phoenix Suns. I mean, they've, they've, how long it's been since they've made the playoffs? I don't freaking know. I think it's been since Steve Nash yeah, was there with, with uh, the last the time that they made the playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a throwback. And I'm excited for the franchise. I really, really am. And look, it, I hope they do well. I really do hope they do well. Um, and, and be a, a, are able to uh, make some noise in the playoffs. Um, quick note, Doma, Philly uh, 76ers, Joel and B back two games in a row. Just look like he never Yeah, 35 let's, today. Let's be honest. Gave, he just dominated. They're, I'm telling you, um, if he's fit, if he can stay fit and Ben Simmons can stay fit, just look out. Seriously, just look out. I'm telling just you, the, the, the Nets. Just, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be just tying the Nets oh, up mate, straight you know, away. This is, as I, I keep saying, this has got the vibes, the vibes, a la, um, 
LA Clippers from last season. As I keep saying, it's got the same vibes. Oh, we're wrapping up the season. They got Kawhi. Oh, wrap. And what yeah, the Doc yeah, Rivers yeah. it? Like I said to you last week, if you listen to the Volume Podcast Network, the Colin Coward podcast, he interviewed Doc Rivers, and he said the problem is when we got into the bubble, we had no continuity and no team chemistry with our superstars because they haven't practiced together. So there's literally, you got Harden, Kyrie, and KD. We've seen them, what, what do they play? Five games together? <coughs> they play five games together and whatnot. But the, the big thing is, as we said, uh, Harden is injured. Now, the Brooklyn Nets are eight and six when he's injured. Oh, when he's not playing. They, he's they're not a much playing. better team when he's, when he's on playing. the court. I'll, I, he's, I'm not going to... They are 26 much... and 5 or something, or 26 and 7 when he plays. They are a much better team when he As plays. As said, he much, is the guy in that team. Kyrie. Kyrie's um, the third option. <laughs> as much as we don't want to say. He is. Yes, no, he, he is. is. He, he is, is the third option. Fact. But this is what this is what I love to see. Uh, you know, Kyrie's supposed to be the point guard, but let's be honest, he's he's really the S guard. He's the shooting guard. Um, and you got Harden as the point guard, the, you know, point slash shooting guard. But he's much better at handling the ball. He's much better at facilitating to his teammates. Um, and Kyrie does play off the ball very well. I mean, he did it with LeBron in Cleveland, and he you know had uh, heaps of success there. Obviously, we know how that went, and they were able to win a chip. And um, I think that's the sort of relationship that he has right now with with James Harden. Um, but as I said, you, you said what they've only played five games together. It just doesn't like, although there's that much talent when you put them on paper, it just doesn't happen that you just come onto a court and you just have that chemistry. Like it, it just doesn't work that way, right? Um, so there's go, it's there's going to be uh, it's going to face the lost, test of time. That, I know, I know. If you can get that game up, I'm pretty sure Kyrie was the only one that played in that game. But the Bulls versus Nets game, it was uh, three days ago. If you can bring the box score up against in that game and look at Vucevic and look at some of their big guys, I think I'm pretty sure they played pretty well. Uh, Levine played well in that game as well. I, I'm pretty sure it was only Kyrie Irving playing in that one. I don't think Harden played. Or did neither of them play? This could debunk my theory. Uh, who's this the Bulls. They lost. Yeah, they lost. Yeah, I, I believe Harden played, but he got injured. Possibly. I think. I so think. We'll check yeah. For you but my here. whole thing is like that's a decent big in that team in Vucevic. Like he's he's a decent big. He's a good player. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not he scored twenty two. Yeah. Uh, he had thirteen rebounds. Uh, Two blocks. He had a very yeah. good game. Two I think, assists. I think Levine had very, 27 very or 29 game. in that um, game. Levine had 25 points. And yes, Kyrie was the only one. He shot 12 of 27. Um, you had LaMarcus Aldridge playing and, and Blake Griffin. I mean, what? You're telling me that uh, apparently... The super to team, regardless that, uh, who's playing. Be the, the super team, regardless. What I'm sa- uh, I mean, this is what I'm trying to say to you. When you've got a decent big man, a decent big man, you can trouble. You can trouble this team, and everyone's going to say to me, "Yeah, but they're going to have all three superstars playing." Yeah, I understand that, but is every single person going to get a go in that rotation that we're seeing playing now? You're not going to have 15 players playing in the playoff. No, 
you have like nine guys. Happens every time. And you've got old guys and you've got injury-prone guys that we keep saying. So my whole thing is like if, if KD comes back day one of the playoffs and he plays, it's just going to prove our theory that he was never injured at all. Because you don't just bring a guy back from injury and just drop him in the playoff scenario without having any games and any continuity back into... Like, I understand it's... I understand look, it's there's word, look, there's word he's supposed to yeah, be coming back. I understand back this it's KD and everyone goes, oh, yeah, but you can do that because it's Kevin Durant. Yeah, okay. Maybe Kevin Durant, pre-hamstring injury, pre-Achilles injury. You've got to remember, this guy, he's been the most injury-prone guy in the last two seasons. He's not Kevin Durant that we're used to. He actually, if you go look at his career, he's been injured a lot. Same with, like, Harden's got the best durability of the three. Kyrie Irving's been injured a shit ton. Blake Griffin's been injured a lot. Even LaMarcus Aldridge has had his fair share of injuries in his career. So you're talking about, like, it could all be debunked in literally three months' time and they could be holding the, the, the trophy. Yeah? And they could be champions. Or... Everyone out there could be debunked themselves when they might not even get to the Eastern Conference Finals or they might not even get to the Finals. Then what are you going to say? You can't start making excuses for them. That, that, and this is a super team, Dom. It's, a, it's the super it, I was going to say, team. it is the super duper team. Duper 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 team. That's what it is now. It's unstoppable. I'm, I'm telling you, the cohesiveness that the Lakers are going to have with AD, Drummond and LeBron with the rest of their guys, because what I've noticed with the Lakers is I understand they've lost games, but they can actually play as a cohesive unit with all those guys as role players. Like, I will look at the box score today. There was guys in double digits, yeah? Low teens in points. They shared the ball around, and I think that's the way that you win the game. Guys, everyone needs to get on the scoreboard. You can't just facilitate through one guy and make him jack up all the shots. You just got to get the best opportunity and the best shots, not necessarily give it to the best player at at this point in time. So when those other three come back, fuck, you're going to be hard to beat. And like I said, two big men, Davis and Drummond, and LeBron. LeBron's not small. So I'm just saying, just watch, watch this space. And I agree with uh, the card gods. What's happening, mate? Lakers are deeper. Completely, I completely agree with that. They are. Trez and Schroeder average almost 20 last year. I completely agree. He's all over it. Like, you got to look beyond the fact of the two words that say super, or three words, super duper team. You got He did say also Big Blake's a shell of himself and so of his old self. And, and, um, same with Aldridge. Like, you can't say that Aldridge is, you know, the Aldridge from Portland or even the Aldridge from early days in San Antonio. He's not the same player. All, just, Go, please go have a look at Aldridge Didn't guarding they play, the they play what, first? The guy is a joke. He gets carved up every time guarding. And so is Blake Griffin. He's a joke as well. No, he can't watching, guard the pick and roll I was watching literally um, ESPN uh, halftime show and stuff. Absolutely loving the Brooklyn Nets in the first game that Aldridge played because they won by like 20. I'm pretty sure they played against the Magic. So they dominated yeah, it. Got a team that just traded yeah, away just all their best players. They dominated the Orlando Magic, and everyone's like, oh, look at this floor spacing. It's unbelievable. This is what's going to happen. Mate, are we talking about a top five defensive team that they're playing against, or 
Orlando, who's not even in the top 15. Come on. It's like wakey, wakey. Like, what are you watching? I've watched that score, that game. I turned it off. I'm like, I'm not going to watch this shit. I go, this is not a true reflection. I'm not, and, I, and I literally said to myself, I'm not going to watch people blow smoke up LaMarcus Aldridge's ass and, and the Brooklyn Nets fans' asses and just be like, oh, yeah, they're unstoppable now because this guy can space the floor. Who are they playing? You're playing the bye. You're playing the worst team in the East and you're telling me, oh, this is a true reflection of the Brooklyn Nets. That's a disgrace. You can't be giving that take to people at home. Like, that's literally like fool's gold to a T. Just just stop. Sometimes people just got to stop. We end, we end up... You know what's funny, Dom? We end up ravaging through the nets every single week because we, we just... It's like we make these points and then you get every other media outlet out there uh, the saying us. blowing blowing blow well, except for us I'm saying but blowing yeah. smite smoke up the uh, you know up the up the pipe and you know pumping them up when they've literally paid five games together where is the team chemistry going to come from where if is it coming it, from yeah they won it all off talent and the guys are unbelievable and whatnot and you know what I'll shut my mouth and be like all right they won it but it's not going to be as easy as everyone's like, oh, they'll sweep the East. I've actually heard that. They're going to sweep the East. This team is going to sweep the East. Whoever had that take, I've got to go back and find it. It wasn't, uh, it was on ESPN. Someone said that they're going to. We we'll might have to chuck them on the, as the lemon of the sweep week. Sweep the East. You're saying this team is as good as that Golden State Warriors team that swept the West or went 16 and, uh, 15 and 1, 16 and 1, whatever it was. You're saying this team is better than that Golden State Warriors team. Last time I checked, the Golden State Warriors team actually played together. <laughs> the guys weren't sitting at home. Injured, rehabbing injuries. You're spending more time... Your key guys are spending more time rehabbing injuries than actually on the court playing. So... Um, yeah, they do it. Car gods. The media's overhyping the Nets in comparison to the Lakers. They do it all the time. They do it all the time. You just got to look past all that bullshit. Uh, what are you going to do? That's that's our take. Don't worry, mate. Reading a report here, the goat has been getting up 5 a.m. every morning, rehabbing that ankle, and he'll be back in full form soon enough, mate. Don't worry about that's that. It. Anyway, that's that's all I'm I'm, uh, I'm saying on the Nets, and we'll probably talk about the exact same thing next week. <laughs> <laughs> they they really just fire us up every week. Anyway, let's get to the the uh, league leaders because we skipped it last week. We got in the points: Bradley Bill thirty one point three, Lillard twenty nine point six, Chef Curry twenty nine point four, Giannis. I cannot shoot, bro. Twenty eight point eight, and Luca the Don twenty eight point six in the rebounds department. Clint Capella fourteen point two, Rudy Gobert thirteen point two. Jonas Valanciunas, 12.5. Enes Kanter and Nikola Vucevic, both on 11.6. In the assists, Harden, 10.9. Westbrook, who's actually been uh, balling, 10.5. Trey Young, 9.4. Luca the Don, 8.8. And Chris Paul, 8.8. And then the blocks, uh, Turner, 3.5. Gobert, 2.9. Clint Capella, 2.3. Nerlens Noel and Chris Boucher, both on 2. Beauty. All right, let's move on. Into the AFL, bit of Aussie rules football. Uh, big round, boring as batshit round. There was that many shellackings. 
there's a couple of clubs that were good and probably the best game game of the round was uh, on the Thursday night. It was Collingwood versus Brisbane. A goal after the siren from Zach Bailey. Uh, Brisbane got the chocolate 73 to 72. Uh, that was probably game of the round. Uh, Good Friday games. We had two. Uh, we had North Melbourne versus the Western Bulldogs. That was a uh, close one, that one. North Melbourne 39, Western Bulldogs 167. It was very close. 128. That's nearly as bad as us last year against oh. the, the, the Doggies. When we got Mate, we'll putrid. If you want me to talk about it, I will, but there's not. I, I no, we're not about, talking about. I do want to talk about yeah. that Collingwood game. I do want to talk about that yeah. Collingwood game. Uh, then we had Adelaide the results, versus we'll Gold Coast in a, in a decent game. Ten point win to Adelaide. Uh, they played very well. Richmond got beaten by Saucy Smoky Sydney Swans. Uh, they they beat them one hundred and seventeen seventy two. Fifteen dollars before the game to win the premiership into eleven dollars uh, after Saucy's the game. Saucy Bombrays smashed St Kilda one hundred forty three to sixty eight. Uh, West Coast beat Port, as we said last week. Port have played absolutely no one, and they had their first test, and they lost by six goals. So they lost to West Coast 108-71. to So this is what we're saying. Don't believe the hype sometimes when you play no one. Oh, you beat North Melbourne, and you beat whoever you played last week. Whoop-de-doo. Uh, Carlton got their, got, uh, got their first win against Fremantle, uh, beat them 109-64. to GWS lost to Melbourne 102-68, to and they lost... Their captain in Canelio in that game, the ball and Phil Davis, another three key players on in their uh, on their list. To injuries, and then the game on Monday, Easter Monday, was Geelong defeating Hawthorne 69-64 in what was one of the most boring games uh, I've watched in a very long time. So, yeah. So you want to talk about the Pies and the Lions? Uh, look, just quick note, like, well done to the Lions. Obviously, they uh, were sort of hard done by the week before uh, against the Cats. Um, you know, d- debatable decision with the holding the ball, but, you know, they only had themselves to blame because they missed a lot of chances and they, they uh, you know, it seemed to be a recurring theme with the Brisbane Lions that they seem to waste chances and then end up losing games. So hopefully this year when... Uh, when time counts towards the end of the season, they can rectify this and hopefully they can go one step better than last year. But Collingwood Magpies, the last two minutes, you know in the NFL how they call it the two-minute drill? The last two minutes? Well, they've, you know, AFL, the last two minutes uh, of that game, the clock management by the Collingwood Magpies was absolutely pathetic, Doma. Pathetic. All they had to do, they had a mark with a minute 30 to go. They had possession of the ball. Minute 30. What do you do? You, you find a way to chip it around, milk 45 seconds off the clock, yeah. get it deep into one. your forward line, and force it out of play. They had it deep in their forward line. They didn't force it out of play. Rebounded back and ended up, ended up with a shot and goal after the siren. And they deserve to lose that game because their inability to kill the game when they had multiple occasions they had the ball at a standstill, had possession, they should have been able to chip around the game and and milk the clock. And credit to Nathan Buckley because he came out after the game and he said it was their own fault why they lost the game because their inability to manage that last part of the game. And, you know, you've got to call it how you see it and Bucks did. And that was, in my opinion, where they lost the game. They 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 played well. They they could have won that game. But when 
you know, you work on these things in training that last two minutes in being able to manage the clock and they did not do it at all. Um, so they deserve to lose. Adelaide, let me just say, Tex Walker has kicked six goals, five goals, six goals. First three games. The big forwards are back. The new rule has opened the game for the big forwards. And I'll tell you what, big Texan, he's back with Avengers. I've got had my, a friend of mine texting me saying, put money on the Tex to kick 100 goals this season, Doma. And he's going on pace. He's going on pace at this point. Um, I, I said to yeah, him, I don't think it will happen. Yeah. But he goes, he goes, it will happen. And I said, you know what? At this rate, he's going to get a hot, he's going to get 80. So, you know, I'm confident saying he can get 80 goals. But, you know, he has to obviously stay fit and uh, play uh, nearly every game. Uh, honorable mention, my boys, Essendon. Uh, we got our first win of the season. Uh, St. Kilda Football Club, absolute insipid effort. Uh, Shane Warne summed it up perfectly. Uh, he uh, said, you know, I can understand getting beaten or something. He sent out a tweet. I can understand getting beaten, but uh, the lack of effort and the lack of uh, want to to you know make an impact uh, is what really pisses me off essentially. Uh, and look, I watched that game and St Kilda were terrible. They would like uh, they honestly made us look like Richmond. That's how bad they were. Seriously, we're talking about Premier. We're not that good, guys. Not uh, what we are. Uh saw them dish out over the weekend, which was dreadful. Yes, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about Richmond of Richmond. And what was that honourable, uh, what was the thing that you said to me about the Tigers? They've lost their last re- three, three years games, in a row. three And everyone's had the exact same reaction three years in a row. They're falling apart internally, they're this yeah. and that. Honestly, I laughed. But let's just put it this way. Richmond, I think two out of the last three seasons have lost to North Melbourne. And gone on to win the flag. So, just calm your farm. Mate, this is the, it's like the Brooklyn calm Nets thing. Farm. Oh, Port's the best, Port's the best. And then they got towed up by West Coast over the weekend. Just calm your farm. Everyone just relax. Richmond's win the flag. Dusty's and- win the Norm Smith. And Dusty's win the Brownlow. Just relax, all right? Thank me later. Thank me uh, in the first uh, Saturday of October or last Saturday in September, whenever we have the grand final this, these days. Who bloody knows? Come and thank me then. Anyway. Um, just a quick note. Just a shout out to the card gods in the comments. Uh, we're talking about Australian rules football, AFL. Uh, if you don't know what it is, just type it in on YouTube, what, uh, Australian rules football, and you will see. Uh, this, is, this is sort of our version of of, of football and um, it's our local game and uh, we cover it here on this show. Um, so he, he's sort of unsure in the comments what we're talking about. It's like, if is you it, need, talking if about you soccer, need a team to support, rugby? North Melbourne's looking for supporters, mate. So just stick by us and you'll be all right. We'll be good in <laughs> probably a decade and a half. So anyway, let's get to the ladder before we get to next week's games. The dogs are on top with a whopping 181.6%. Uh, Sydney behind them, Melbourne third, Port Adelaide 4th, West Coast 5th, Richmond 6th, Geelong 7th, Adelaide in the 8th, then ninth the Suns, Essendon at 10th, Collingwood 11th, Carlton 12th, Brisbane 13th, Hawthorne 14th, Fremantle 15th, St Kilda 17th, uh, 16th, GWS 17th, and then North Melbourne with a wh- I've never seen it this low in my life, with a whopping 37.4%. <laughs> I've never seen it below 40 horrendous. on a team. We are last. Dead last. 
right, next, right. next week's All right, game. next week's game's Dommer. Sydney, 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 I'm going Sydney. Port Richmond in Adelaide. Richmond will bounce back. I am also going Richmond. Western Bulldogs, Brisbane here. Cracking game. Mars Stadium. What the that, hell is Mars Stadium? Oh, that's is that Canberra? That's not here. I think, I think I'm that's Canberra. Western Bulldogs. Uh, this is a tough. This is probably game of the round. There's there's quite a few cracking games here. I'm going to go. I am too. Uh, St Kilda West Coast. Uh, Same coasters. here. Uh, Gold Coast Carlton at Metricon. Gold Coast. I am going Gold Coast. Collingwood GWS. Same here. Bice. North Melbourne oh, Adelaide man. here. That's the buy, so you know which team I'm going. You're going Adelaide. <laughs> Are you going to actually win a game this season, Dommer? Uh, Melbourne versus Geelong. <laughs> <laughs> we'll beat Richmond. I told you. Uh, this is going to be a good game. This is going to be a good game. You know what? I'm going to back the D's in here. I'm going to back him in. I'm, I'm, I might jump it on the D's hype too early. Who knows? I'm going to back him in after I've said that they're going to win under 10.5 games. So this is really a game they should lose. Obviously, still without Dangerfield, but they did get another yeah, two did. injuries over the weekend. So the injury list is growing and no Dangerfield. So I'm tipping Melbourne. Also, what I watched Geelong serve up against the Hawthorne Football Club was a disgrace. I they just kept slowing the ball game. down completely. It looked horrendous. Anyway, Fremantle versus Hawthorne is the last game. It's over in Perth as well. Is Big Fifey back? back? This week. Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, I'm going to go free. We're going to have one game at least different. I'll tip Hawthorne this week. All right, moving on to the EPL. Uh, scores over the week in the EPL were Chelsea lost to West Brom uh, 5-2. Uh, Leeds defeated Sheffield 2-1. Man City uh, disposed of Leicester 2-0. Liverpool beat Arsenal 3-0. Southampton beat Burnley 3-2. Newcastle and Tottenham drew 2-2. Aston Villa beat uh, Fulham 3-1. United beat Brighton 2-1. Everton and Crystal Palace drew 1-1. And West Ham defeated Wolves 3-2. There's nothing really to see here these days. Uh, How many games left like in the season? Seven. Seven games. The game. The, the, the season. Season's finished. Seven. Uh, all right. So this is so this six, is where the yeah. real battle is, Dommer. So I'm looking at the ladder. Uh, you've got you got the Hammers sitting in a Champions League spot, which is going to be absolutely brilliant for uh, the West Ham Football Club. Yeah, sure I, I actually hope they do get that Sorry, uh, Champions League spot. Um, but you've got Chelsea behind them on one point. Uh, both all everyone's uh, played 30 games. Uh, Man City's only sitting on 31 games, but it doesn't really matter because they've already sewn up the title. Um, you got Tottenham, who's on 49, Liverpool 49, Everton 47. So out of those teams, who is well, going Everton's to got a... uh, tie up that fourth spot? And then you've got a Europa League spot, which is the, the fifth spot. Uh, I think that's a play-in spot. Now, don't forget, uh, Arsenal is still in the uh, Europa League. Uh, they still have a chance of uh, qualifying for Champions League if they do take out the Europa League. Uh, so... Um, you need to be mindful of that. But that's where the battle on the table is at the moment. That is where the battle on the table is. I mean, obviously, you've got the relegation battle, but I just I just think Newcastle's going to do enough. 
I think Newcastle's going to do enough to survive. And those three that we see sitting there, Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield are down. Well, Sheffield and West Brom, news are done. But um, I think I think yeah. Newcastle's going to hold on. I think they're going to hold on. I'm, I'm pretty confident. They got a result over the weekend. What They got a, a draw. Um, so yeah. I'm interested to see who, who gets that... Uh, yeah, so am I. Uh, we'll get the uh, the uh, fixtures for this week. We've got Liverpool, Aston Villa, Palace versus Chelsea, Burnley versus Newcastle. So that's a crucial game, that one there for Newcastle. West Ham versus Leicester, which is a massive game. Very crucial game. United versus Spurs, another crucial game for the Spurs trying to get into that last Champions League spot. Sheffield versus Arsenal, uh, West Brom versus Southampton, and Brighton versus Everton. So this is all before our next podcast. Uh and then, over in the Champions League, Saucy, which happened this morning, which was fantastic, uh, Man City defeated Dortmund 2-1. Uh, they got the away goal, though, Dortmund, which is all you can ask for. You don't want to lose 2-0. Yeah, so the away goal is extremely important. But they uh, shot themselves in the foot by yeah, conceding correct. in the 90th minute. Uh, there was a bit of uh, controversy in that game, mate, with the young fella, the 17-year-old. I haven't seen what happened. But I think it was a, there was an amazing goal score that was disallowed. So uh, Madrid then dispatched the Liverpool three-one, but Liverpool did secure that away goal, which, if they do do turn the tables, could work in their favour. Now, before we do talk about Champions League, is there anyone you do want to talk about a certain player? Oh yeah, and that's uh, that's uh, Vinicius Junior. Two goals on the score sheet. Two goals on the score sheet, and a few weeks back, I, uh, Domi, you know, we we're in a, a bit of a WhatsApp group with with the Crunch Time boys, uh, Luke and uh, Anthony, and I, I posted a play in there, and they're a lot more into soccer than me, they're buying soccer cards and things, and I said, boys, I reckon this Vinicius Junior play, uh, optic uh, base PSA nine cards, I mean PSA tens, you could have gone for. Uh, there was a guy out there that had a quantity of them, so you could buy more than one at a buy it now price for thirty bucks, right? Thirty USD, buy it now. Um, now I don't. Uh, I'll, I'll have a look and see what what they're going for. Now, I think but you, I, I do. You might have mentioned this upwards. on Crunch Time as well. I think this card. I, I yeah. I, I, I think, think you I gave it as a mention on Crunch Time. So anyway. If someone out there, I, I believe I did as well. So I, I did pull it out there. So I, I really hope that someone took my advice on this because, I mean, he's come out today and uh, banged in two goals on the score sheet. And look, not for anything, he is the future of Real Madrid. Uh, what, he's 17 or 18 years old. Um, so uh, I'm just trying to have a look here and see if there's... While uh, you're looking for that, though, songs. I'll just quickly give an update for the games tomorrow. Uh, Porto versus Chelsea. And Bayern versus PSG. So that's the big one tomorrow. Uh, Bayern versus PSG. So stay tuned for those ones. Uh, and then the same fixtures will be running next week. Just obviously swapping them around. Uh, you'll get Chelsea versus Porto. PSG versus Bayern. And then Dortmund versus City. Liverpool versus Madrid. So anyway, back to your play. Yep, they're, they're going there now for go. $80, Donna. $80. So I gave that out as a, as a buy it now. I said Real Madrid still... They're still in the uh, uh, Champions League, and we re- and we and we've seen what happens. 
Champions League games drive a player's market. We've seen it with Mbappe. We've seen it with Haaland. We've seen it with Foden. We've seen it, you know, with all the young guys that when they do well in the Champions League and you've got their cards they, and, and, and they perform, goes up, right? So Vinicius Jr., I said, you know, there's opportunity for him. Obviously, they've got quite a few injuries, so I think he's going to get game time, and he did. And he scored two, bagged two, and now that card now is selling for $80. I gave that at $30 uh, a play. So if you were able to literally jump on eBay and buy it now for 30 to 35 bucks, uh, you know, there you go. You've made yourself a, a sneaky $50. Happy days. 100%. Happy days, Doma. Um, so I hope someone uh, listened to the Crunch Time podcast where I put that out as a fire and uh, maybe, 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 maybe made some money. All right, okay. that's it for the soccer. On to the UFC. We're just going to preview. There's no F1 this week uh, as it's the race is not this week and the following one, so we'll cover that uh, on next week's pod. But UFC, we've got a card this week, Source. What do we got? We do. So we've got a card. We'll run through the main card. It's UFC Fight Night, Vittori versus Holland. Uh, run it from the main card. Uh, this is this is going to be a good good fight. Uh, I'm excited to see Mike Perry back on. So welterweight division, Mike Perry versus Daniel Rodriguez. Women's strawweight division, Nina Anasarov versus uh, Mackenzie Dern. Uh, middleweight division, Sam Alvey versus Julian Marquez. Uh, middleweight division, Kyle Dalkus versus, this is a good one, uh, Alicia Kabab Kizurev. All I know is Kizirev. I'm just going to call him Kizirev because that <laughs> sounds a lot easier than his first name. Uh, he's 13 and 0, Doma. So let's let's see uh, how he goes uh, with this one. Does he keep that undefeated record? Featherweight division, you've got Arnold Allen versus Sodik Youssef, which is going to be a good fight. Both those guys have only lost one fight in professional MMA, so it should be a, a good matchup. And then this is the main event, which is Marvin Vittori, the Italian stallion against Kevin Holland. Uh, I'll be excited to watch this one. Vittori, uh, you know, uh, he's been pretty... He's, he's fought very well in his last few fights. So I'm excited to see uh, how he fares. I think he's won three in a row. Let's go back here. He's won four in a row, Vittori. He's on... The last time he lost was to Israel Adesanya, and he lost on uh, a uh, a decision. And it went the distance. Not bad. It went three rounds. And that was back in 2018. So 2019, he was undefeated. 2020, he was undefeated. And, you know, he's going for five wins in a row in the middleweight division. Let me just go uh, roll through here. Let's check out the... Uh... Here we go. you got Kevin Holland, 10th on the rankings. And Vittori, not even in the top 15 in the middleweight division. So, oh, hey, no, he is. My bad. 6th versus 10th. So this is a massive matchup. Top 10 matchup. 6th versus 10th. Obviously, uh, Vittori gets this. He's going to uh, move up the ranks a bit more. He'll have five wins on the trot. So, uh, yeah, excited for this weekend. UFC Fight Night, uh, Vittori Bang. versus Holland. Tune, tune in. Uh, main card kicks off uh, Doma at uh, 5 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Beautiful. Time. Nice. All right. Sunday. Looking forward to that. Now, straight into... We've smashed out the sport in 47 minutes, Source, which is... Unders for us. So Unheard we are into of. Unheard of, let's be honest. discussion for the rest of this podcast. And we're starting with the Le Mans of the week. All right. Now, as we like to do it every week, we like to paint the picture for our listeners and our viewers on how we came to the conclusion to nominate these people, this company. It could be anything. 
anything, sports person, could be anyone. An analyst, doesn't matter. Now, let's paint the... No, no one, one is, is safe, safe, Doma. No one is safe. Now, let's paint the picture for the remarkable nominee for this week. Now, as I said at the top of the show, last week we did the show on a Tuesday. And we had to because of commitments on the Wednesday. But Saucy and I sometimes, we get a bit frustrated doing uh, the show on a Tuesday. Because news in the hobby always drops on a Wednesday. We always get pieces of gold, mate. Pieces of gold to bring onto this. I don't know, know why that's always the case. Pieces of gold. And rightfully so, on Wednesday, a piece of gold dropped. Right into our lap. Right into our lap. And now, we spoke about it briefly on a live. Obviously, uh, PSA uh, was the company that stopped their, their grading service. All came to a grinding halt except the two... Uh, two areas, their three hundred dollars sub and their six hundred dollars sub. That's fine, but that's PSA. They're not getting the Lamont of the week, all right? They could be Lamont of the year anyway. But paint the picture for you once again. Wednesday notification, saucy messages me. Have you seen this? I have not. I said to the great man, going through all the Insta stories. People are laughing at this company. They're laughing at them. Laughing. After we've been, they've told us that they've literally rebranded their customer service. They're bigger and badder than ever. They've come back with a vengeance. And everyone's laughing at them. Absolutely laughing. Then we do a special pod. If you haven't heard it, it's a ripper with Alexa Collects. We did that. And she said to us, have you seen... What these companies companies done? And Sauce and I said they could be the one of the week for next week. Now we get all the way to today. And Saucy, the guy that will call out any grading company, I'm gonna let him take it from here. But when you see don't don't I don't want him to tell the cafe story again. But he's gonna have to tell the cafe story during this Lamont of the week. Because what SGC is done, Source. You were shocked. I was shocked to say the least, Dom. And we're going to start it off. I'm going to flick it over. Anyone who's watching on the YouTube, uh, I'm going to flick it over to the to the mini overlay where we've got the website. I'm going to bring up the update uh, that was updated on the first of the fourth twenty one from uh, SGC grading. Right. We're going to read. I'm I'm going to read it to you, ladies and gents. It says hello. As you all know, the demand for grade card grading is higher than it has ever been. Although it seemed totally unrealistic, only a few years ago, the entire world has officially taken notice of the trading card explosion, and more have jumped into this hobby Good than start. anyone could have imagined. Good start. This growth has created many unbelievable opportunities, but it has certainly presented many challenges as well. After a roller coaster of a year in 2020, the SGC team is stronger than ever. Good, good stuff. Well, that's what they promised. We're liking it. Well, it is. It is. Uh, backlogs are stupid, yeah. is what they say, or, or, or dumb or something, right? Uh, in addition to our massive operational expansion, we kept our word about maintaining the quality of our grading. For those of you who haven't already heard, our turnaround time is unbelievable right now. Good on them. That's great. Customer service. 
We like it. We like it. The question I always ask myself is, should it be? Is turning around an order of eight Panini Prism cards in two weeks really that impressive? Well, in this industry, it is. That is what we have set out to change. The SGC way of doing things, providing the service that they deserve, that you deserve, is not threatened by the recent shutdown of our competitor. In fact, it emboldens everything we've been building towards a better hobby for all of us. As a representative of our amazing team who has been through all of the struggles of rapid and exponential growth, I want to tip my cap to our competitor for making the hard decision that we were we were faced with back in October of 2020. This hobby deserves better than what it has grown accustomed to, and at SGC we believe that our grading uh, that grading your cards should be just as fun as buying, selling, collect, and collecting them. Although we've made it our mission to provide all SGC submitters with a, an enjoyable, fair, and timely grading experience, we simply are not ready to serve all of you yet. In brackets. As I mentioned in my previous update, found here, SGC refuses to compromise the service that we've worked so hard to provide. This means that we will not take in any more cards than we are able to process. Over the last 24 hours, the number of cards submitted to SGC for grading has increased by 100%. That's good. That's good for them. Great growth for the company. Obviously, forced uh, their hand has been forced. So, at this point in time, before you go to the next paragraph, yeah, so this point in time, if you stopped right there and you said, sincerely, Peter Steinberg, if you stopped right there, Source, I would have said, shit, they're the number two in the game now, potentially pushing number one for submissions in the game because BGS turnaround times, yeah? Because PSA is closed. They're number two in the game now. This is fantastic. They're getting their opportunity in the limelight. Proceed. With that being said, Effective immediately, SGC is increasing our base rate. Here we go. With that being said, get ready, ladies and gents. Effective immediately, SGC is increasing our base rate from, mind you, this was 12 months ago, $10, right? Mind you, 12 months ago, this was $10, right? Which is fine. You Raising prices is fine. You needed paid more employees and everything. But just keep in mind, it was $10, right? Uh, rate from $25 a card to $75 a card. I'll read that again. With that being said, effective immediately, SGC is increasing our base rate from $25 a card to $75 a card. We understand that this no is shit. a significant price hike. <laughs> you fucking think it's a significant price hike? You're just three extra dollars overnight. But it is, a, it is absolutely necessary due to the decision our competitor has made. You just commended your competitor for making the hard decision in the previous paragraphs, paragraph, and now you're having a crack at them that you've had to do this because of them. The fact that you are basing your decisions based off what PSA is doing. You've lost the marbles. You should have your own well, identity. You shouldn't be going, oh, PSA has done this. Now we're going to do this. Because when PSA comes I'll, back. I'll read it through. I'll read it through. Your price is literally going to still be $75. And then no one's and then no one's gonna. I'll read it through, Doma. I'll read it through, Doma. Our entire team cares about how you're feeling, and we know that this means we will be pricing out a large group of cards. 
please understand that this is this is temporary. So we can hold them to that, Donna. They said, please understand that this is temporary. And we will, we will continue to build at an unmatched rate, although I cannot pinpoint exactly when it will... Uh, when it will take place, SGC will be lowering our prices as soon as we feel we can effectively meet the demand. Until then, we will continue to grow this amazing team, expand our operation, and build our capacity higher and higher every day. For those of you who will be submitting cards to SGC in the near future, expect lightning fast turnaround times. Lightning fast. Anyone who has submitted or submitted now from this point since they've raised their price to $75 a card, let me know because I want to know are they actually lightning fast or are they talking shit? Right, and the same fair and accurate grading that SGC has been providing for over 20 years. We appreciate all of you, and we will continue to grow substantially with your satisfaction at the forefront. Sincerely, Peter Steinberg, President SGC. And disclaimer: Before it comes, on behalf of Dom and the Great Man Source, we'd sincerely like to give you SGC, the most prestigious award in the hobby. You are now nominated for the yearly award, which you're probably the front runner now. Source. It's all you, mate. For that, SGC, you are a lemon! Thomas, I just. The, the best thing baffles here is me, I, baffles me, baffles me. You know what, Dom? I wrote if, down a note. If, I wrote one note down. If your satisfaction was at the forefront, why the hell are they increasing their price three x? Why you know, the hell are they doing that? Just cap your subs. Cap the amount of subs you take you, so you can meet you, the turnaround. You time. may be one of the stupidest per- people source that I know for the fact that you're speaking sense. Now. The, you know the most alarming thing when you originally I read through this and we discussed it and we said that, that they're basing their decisions on PSA and we're like, well, they've got to have their own identity. You can't just raise your thing 3x based on what PSA is doing. Now that you reread it, the most mind-boggling thing, the most mind-boggling statement, which I actually wrote down while you were reading that statement out was, we are pricing out a group of cards. That's completely the opposite of what the hobby wants. The fact that PSA is closed for three months, we want to be able to send whatever cards we want to you. You're not. You shouldn't be pricing out any mo- like mosaic base cards, and you shouldn't be pricing out anything. Just cap it, so you can still send what send whatever you want, and you're still going to make money, and you fix your turnaround times. Because you, it's capped, and you get your lightning fast service going, and everyone's happy, and they're getting their cards back. Doesn't matter if it's a mosaic base or it's a bloody Fleer, Fleer Jordan rookie. It doesn't matter. The fact that you've raised it that much, you're pricing out all those cards completely, and the rest of the cards, even the mid, some of the mid tier cards, they're not going to go send you a seventy five dollar card, and the resale on an SGC is a piece of shit c- compared to everything else in the market. Do, they, do you not go do recent sales? Well, yeah, people aren't going to send their cards there for 75 bucks because let's be honest, right? 70% of the cards get, get sent into these companies, 70, a good 70% of them would be for resale, right? Yeah, well, $25, well, $25. Whether that's fact, that number or not. Resale. Right, that's, that's just a, a stab in the dark. When the resale is not there for SGC, what 
cards. What, what, you know, someone is not going to send you a $300 card to SGC. They honestly would rather just wait for PSA to reopen and send it to them, especially at 75 bucks a card. You know, if you're going to pay, if you're going to pay $75 a card, well, you might as well wait for, um, PSA to open, just pay $100 and go there because the resale value on the other end of that is heaps better. Yeah, you get your card back quicker, da 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 fine. But you wait a bit longer and you get another 70% more. So that timed wait is probably paid off because you get more money, right? And that's how people look at it. That's how people look at it. I mean, Doma, I can tell you firsthand, I sent, you know, 50 cards to SGC, right? It has been one of the biggest damn hassles to try sell these SGC cards because people, it's that ingrained into people that PSA is the only way, as uh, Mr. Uh, K. Perk likes to put it. If it ain't PSA, don't bring them my way um, and pump the f out of them. Um, the reality is people just don't want to buy SGC cards. Like, you know, a good amount of the population. It's been very difficult. Um, and I'm trying to change that notion that SGC graded cards, the quality of grading is no No, it's not. It's not. It's just you've priced yourself out of the companies. game now because we can lead into hobby talk a bit here now. Yeah. HGA are obviously capped and they've got the best customer service of the lot at the moment. They've got the best labels of the lot at the moment. Uh, the only thing, yeah, all right, they're capped. And people's like, but that's the whole thing. To get the best service and to get the best labels in the game, you've got to be first in best dress, mate. And there's a lot of... Look, there's one thing I want to clear up with the, the label situation. There's a lot of people that shit on the labels. Do understand that the person, when you submit your card, you have a lot options of options to select from. So when someone, when someone selects the wrong option, like, you know, I've seen people on like a pink prism card where they should be selecting probably uh, um, color match to the card and not color match to the team. They select to the team yeah. and it just doesn't look good. Maybe even selecting just the black and white on that card because the pink stands out so much would be better than selecting something else. So some of those decisions don't fall That's on HGA form. that the label looks bad. Hey, yeah, you don't send the card there and HGA decides on what they want to put on there. It comes to the person that's submitting their cards. That's the thing you got to learn about that as well. If you didn't already know that, so yeah, and they even do custom labels that you can organize a custom label that they will design for got you. Got full time designers card, in there now, which is they yeah, got ten. Go. They got ten in there. So and adding more. And then the other thing so, is, like they're capped. They got the best customer service. They got the best labels in the game, hands down. Don't I don't even can't refute that. Yeah, like just normal labels. The big, big, yeah, BGS the black label still say, looks unbelievable, this, and the BGS you... label still looks really good in my opinion. But I'm talking about in terms of like customization, and yeah, it's the best. Yeah, but then well, yeah, twenty first century Dommer. But then SG, uh, SGC, you shot yourself in the foot once again because now CSG have just cut your lunch and gone. We're just going to take all the cars now at a valuable price for a good service, and we're going to take all your market share while PSA is gone. So they've done their due diligence, and they've jumped on the Lucas Tigers Bronze podcast, got themselves out there. They've already started to grow while PSA is gone into shutdown mode. 
Yeah. And they've been on a, a big podcast. Everyone's out there. So they're getting their name out there even more. And you know what? As crazy as this sounds, that label, yeah, you, we might have a difference in, a, in opinion, yeah, because it's personal preference. That label isn't as bad as what we once first thought. When you actually see the cards in the slab in someone's hand, it actually doesn't look too bad. Now, I was listening to that Lucas Tigers Bronze podcast, and they're looking at making uh, even more durable slabs, like thicker slabs to protect the cards even more. Like, it's unbelievable. they got subgrades on their, on their slab. Uh, there's a lot of potential for that, and they're doing those... And the head grader they used to Beckett. work at, at Beckett for, like, 15 years. Like, literally. Oh, LG in the chat is our boy, uh, Mars Sports Cards. And I completely agree. How many times the SGC want to drop the bag? They are literally... Mate, it's just fumbles down there. Absolute fumbles. It's not a shambles <laughs> it as well, but it's just You're not fumbles, wrong, Dommer. You are not wrong, Dommer, on that front. It is. It it's is, just uh... like fumble town down there. It's just they can't hold on to anything that's good to them. They just find any way. Yeah, any they way. To butterfingers. Ruin it. They're the kings of doing that. But literally now, CSG is coming to the CSG. CSG. I keep on stuff. CSG. CSG. They, they come in CSG. and literally CSG. cut their lunch. And now everybody's starting to go, oh, you know, we're going to sub with them. And their turnaround's been pretty good. Their customer service has been great as well. They're looking to expand to get a bit bigger as well. HGA is looking to expand internationally by the end of the year. Different offices take more market share globally in different countries. SGC, you're falling behind. And this is the thing. that, And I've, we had a live uh, that we jumped on and we spoke about. It's on our Instagram and we spoke about the SGC price changing and we spoke about PSA, uh, the closure. So more in-depth look in that. But I'll touch on one thing that we said with PSA. There's more that meets the eye when it comes to we're closing for three months for the backlog. There's more behind it. There could be an expansion process there. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> Mars, that's very good by you. Smart ass. He's giving uh, you an absolute wacky said, Yeah, they're, they're, they're just as good as their <laughs> North Melbourne forward line. Uh, I went and watched the soccer game on the weekend, Source, and the team kicked six goals. They kicked as many goals as North Melbourne kicked, and it was a soccer game. So, <laughs> so oh, that is what's that say about us? But literally, there's more to meet the eye with PSA. I think they're going to come out of it bigger and badder than ever. Now, we've reached out to them. We would have liked someone to come onto the podcast, but Source and I have a little inclination that they may or may not have seen some stuff that we've tagged them in over the time and seen us absolutely hand down, give it to PSA for their life. So that's probably why they won't ever come on the show. But you know what? Who gives a shit? That's the price you pay for uh, telling people the facts and the truth. So that's the, <laughs> unfortunately, I'll co- we'll pop it on the exactly chin. Exactly right. So uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it for that, mate. Uh, We'll see where they, they... Quick note is the word on the street is what I've heard on the grapevine is that uh, when PSA do reopen back up, they will not be offering a uh, bulk economy service, which uh, may ruffle some feathers with a few people, which is seems like they're trying to get out of grading the lower end stuff. But you know what, Dommer? Although that might annoy some people, I've said I, I feel like grading companies are going down the track of 
It's not one grading company Correct. fits all. It should be like, you know, your BGS and your PSAs for your higher end. And then you use your other grading companies, your CSG, your SGC. If SGC don't actually drop their price to a reasonable right. amount, back to 25 bucks again, for the lower end stuff. And, you know, then Happy it's, a whole, it's a whole group of everyone using every grading company for a variety of different cards that's going to help with the whole overall process of backlog. Everyone can, right? everyone can eat. So I just... Everyone can eat. At the yeah, moment, everyone, everyone can eat. There's enough. There's yeah. enough cashola to go moment, around for everyone. Everyone just wants PSA right? to eat it all, eat all the cake, and that's not what we want. We want even distribution and like a tier system, as we said for a couple of companies for their card products, a tier system for the grading. Yeah, PSA will still probably be able to accept that stuff. Yeah, that lower end stuff, but maybe they refuse to start accepting prison base cards. Like, I mean, that, that would happen. be a great first decision. That won't happen. Won't happen in our I'm life. I'm just saying. <laughs> too much. Too much. That would be a great first much. decision because... Dollar in that, mate. Dollar. Exactly. And that's what makes them run. That dollar. Yeah, they mate. see we that cha-ching, cha-ching. The and they don't want to give that up. And um, that's all that matters, mate. Look, I one thing, note, and we just, uh, we'll move on from here, is, you know... When they had such an opportunity to make a splash, SGC once again uh, shot themselves in the foot. And look, anyone out there, if you listen to this and you've actually sent a card to SGC under their uh, new pricing module, Correct. what the hell are you doing? And it better be a, it better be damn worth it. Uh, I will not. You know, if they drop their price back to, as they said, they'll revert back to their old pricing. Maybe yeah. I'll give them a shot again. Maybe I'll give them a shot. But even then, you know, it's a pain in the ass because people just don't want to buy SGC cards. I, I like, I'll buy them. I've got SGC cards in my PC. I do too. I got one. Um, I got a KG but, rookie, so not bad. Not a bad card at all. But anyway, let's move on from there, saucy. Uh, the next thing we want to get into uh, before we get into one of our favorite things that we do in hobby talk these days is uh, a question from Cardboard Cooper. Good for a person that's become a really good friend of ours in the hobby. Uh, very, very funny man as well. Uh, always makes us laugh. But he asked us a question. We're on Clubhouse doing a pre-pod talk, which we haven't done this week. But he jumped in, and we were going to answer it last week. We ran out of time. But we got the time this week. And he asked us, if you if we're with any auction house, and if we're not, who would you go with? So the other thing we did want to touch on is the auction houses and the price variations across all the various... Um, auction houses and there's a few you can go get some absolute like steals because the focus is so heavily on a few bigger ones that the other ones that are legit they're all legit there's some absolute steals going on so if you're asking me I'd probably Golden is the go- the, the company I'd go with if I was doing that um, source yeah. Just because they market themselves the best and it's it's now turned into a... The Golden have turned into the PSA of auctioneers where they've marketed themselves that well that they demand a higher premium than Correct. the other auction companies. Which is... It's fact, right? Um, now, there are a few out there. The ones I know of, obviously, Golden, a Heritage, Mile High, and then I, the, the, I, there's another few which I, I don't really know the name. Anyone who knows more, can you please DM me and let me know because... I'm actually going to go through the process and sign up to every single one of these auction houses and see 
if they are you know willing to take me on board i do know they do credit checks and everything so i mean and you have to put down a credit card just uh, as backup as details so there's a bit of a process to go through but uh, i think it'd be interesting to jump on and it just makes it uh, you know i just want to point out that because now the 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 widespread uh, platforms that there are available to buy cards on it's spreading stuff across a variety of different platforms and it's actually making it more difficult to track every single card that's on the market because everyone's not just Correct. flocking to ebay people are going to these auction houses uh for good reason because you know you don't really get non-payers on these auction houses uh because they do their due diligence in uh following up with uh buyers and potential buyers and <clears throat> if anyone's watched the uh golden auction uh, auction instagram at one point he spoke about what they do uh king golden spoke about you know how they vet their uh people who sign up to their platform uh to make sure that they're legitimate make sure that they've got credit and all these sorts of things um and they make you put down a credit card of a minimum of x amount just to you know so that they can charge you to that if it as a uh fail safe sort of thing um so um, it makes it difficult to track all these cards. And there, there has been cards that have slipped through the cracks. You know, uh, I heard uh, Chris speaking about one Jordan card that ain't someone paid like 800 on the most recent crossover show, uh, uh, paid about 850 bucks for. And, um, you know, last sold on that card was well up over 2000. It was like two, three or something, right? Um, and uh, was that the case because, you know, maybe if that was on Golden Auction, it wasn't on Golden Auction, they might have gotten more to that price because they are the premium auction uh, uh, company. But uh, maybe if it was on eBay, it would have got a better price as well because there's more eyes on eBay. Um, because it's, uh, reality is, I reckon a good only 15% of the hobby, maybe 20% is on Correct. these auction houses. And a solid 80% is not. Me being one. I'm not on these auction houses. But yet you can go on there and, you know, because there's such a widespread of these cards and there's auctions, uh, you know, going all the time, there's, there's a chance to pick up steals. So I think, you know, people need to be mindful and figure out what are the uh, good auction sites to auction houses to be a part of, join up, go through their process. Um, I mean, you know, they do accept the bigger cards. So if you're not in that market, there's probably no point. But hey, you know, if you're picking up uh, an $850 uh, Jordan card or a thousand dollar Jordan card that was once selling at two thousand, two thousand five hundred, like that's a good price. Um, I mean, that's not really that of an expensive of card. What, what's that like? Fourteen, fifteen hundred yeah. Australian dollars to potentially then double it. You never know. Uh, you know, last comp set on eBay. Um, you know, go on eBay and set it back at that comp and flip it for a thousand dollars, right? Um, so are these comps also then? You know, I know I do know that. Uh, Card ladder adds these comps uh, to to their platform, I believe. Um, and um, but who knows? Maybe that card's not Correct. on card ladder. So people, the latest comp for people is the one on eBay, and that was last sold was at two 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 three. So you can uh, got a bit of an arbitrage opportunity because people aren't following across all of these auction houses. Um, so. As I said, you know, if you want to get the most bang for your buck, you, you should be going with Golden. Uh, and also deciding when you're going to sell your cards because, you know, uh, although Golden was getting record sales and, you know, doing crazy numbers two months ago, uh, you know, six to eight weeks ago when the, the vintage boom was uh, off its rocket, um, you know, that some of those prices have come back down to earth and not even Ken Golden's going to save you uh, on that point. 
um, and people have gotten less money than if they were to sell it Correct. six weeks ago. So, um, yeah, I look, you know, depending on on what you would think, I, 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 my two would probably be gold, uh, uh, golden auctions and um, heritage auctions. Beautiful. So, yeah, yeah. And so as we discussed, the prices do vary across the platforms, and you can, as Saul said, there could be an arbitrage opportunity. Uh, if you're on all the platforms and potentially see a steal that you can probably flip or get a nice card completely under comps that you can add to your PC that you've been looking for. So, yeah, you keep an eye out for those. Now, Source, there's a merger during the week and now tops are on the stock exchange, So, which is awesome. Uh, Muds and Tops was the merger, I'm pretty sure. Uh Mudrick Capital. Capital. That's what it stands for. Actually, before we get into this, Cherry. Now, Cherry's asked that we go into the hobby hangout in Sydney. Now, we may or may not be. I'm just we're just going to put it out like that. All right, it could be under wraps, but we're actually uh, going to have a discussion with uh, one of the members of the hobby hangout tomorrow. It's going to come on a special pod, and we'll release that. Uh, a bit of info about the show, but Saucy and I have discussed there could be a possibility that we may show our face at the event. Could be a, a road trip, double coverage style. So, yeah, we'll keep all our fans and everyone else in the hobby that we know and we communicate with, like yourselves, in the loop. Uh, we might have to, you know, if we get to Sydney, we might have to go out for dinner. So I'm assuming that's uh, Charlie behind there. Charlie, Blakers, G-Man, you know, might get to a fancy fine dining restaurant and all the expenses. Oh, we don't want fine no, dining. No, we no, want all, all you can all, eat. All, let's no, be honest. Fine dining, all expenses paid by G-Man. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, we could be going down there. So yeah, that's a little bit of a inside, a bit of exciting news. Uh, we just got to sort out some the finer details and some things. But uh, yeah, the merger source, uh, Mudrick uh, and Tops. So more eyes now on Tops again. And as we discussed on the live during the week, uh, Tops have got some really, really, really nice cards that you can go on their Tops now. He's a little smoky for everyone out there. So I reckon we're going to have to do a Tops now and a bloody Panini blockchain update every week because... The tip I gave people uh, on um, on Monday, I'm pretty sure it was Monday, was on the Tops UK website because uh, where is it? Shop all. So there's Tops normal one, Tops UK. A lot of people forget about the Tops UK site, and that's where you can get some absolute gems. Now the card that I was looking at was a Mick Schumacher rookie card uh it'll be his first official card i'm pretty sure because i'm pretty sure he's in his i'm not sure if he's in the tops chrome um but if he is i'm pretty sure he's in his formula maybe, two maybe uh gear so it's still there there's 11 hours left to go purchase it i might even i'll just buy i might just buy a cheeky one you know it's just so i can keep it there's also a most laps led in Formula One history card, and that's a Lewis Hamilton card, which is also a nice one to have, and a um, Sonoda 
rookie card. But they've just added a few other ones. There's a three-card bundle. They've got um, uh, Mankind. They've got a Shelton Benjamin card and a... Who is this? A Suka. I'm not sure who she is. Um, and then, obviously, there's a few other ones here. There's some Classion Huntler cards. And who is this? David Olaba. You can get Andre Silva. Goretzka. There's a few other cards there. On the tops now, UK. Now, in the tops, uh, now, on the normal site, there's a few different cards, but it's not loading because it's been a pain in the ass. Is it going to load? The top, here we go. The tops company announced Tuesday will be going public with, through a merger with special proposed acquisition company, Madrid Capital Acquisition Corp, uh, in a deal that values the combined company at $1.3 billion. Wow. So crazy stuff, uh, you know, they'll be going uh, on to uh, the stock market. And um, this is interesting stuff because I, I think, you know, I was in Clubhouse and they had a bit of a yeah, discussion about this and, and, and what this potentially means. Um, look out, uh, ladies and gents, just look out because I really genuinely think that Tops will be making a play uh, into the NFT space. Uh, they do have their Tops, their, their app. Uh, like a digital collectible app on uh, baseball, and if anyone who, who if anyone isn't aware about um, this, and I'm not going to take credit for it because I was actually put onto this by someone else, but there is the Panini Dunk app. Uh, there's also the Panini Blitz app, and then there's like a Tops app. I think they do one for potentially soccer, and they do one for baseball, um, and then I do know there's a Panini one also for soccer. So all of these digital collectible apps, I've I believe at some point are going to get backed with NFTs and blockchain technology. So I think it's going to reward the people that have been spending time, spending money on these apps at the current point. And, um, you know, these are going to potentially get flipped over to NFTs. And once you whack the, the, the word NFT alongside of these things, uh, we've seen the hysteria, what can happen. Um, and, not for anything, I uh, you know, people have emailed Panini and asked them, you know, what's your goals with uh, the Panini Dunk app and the Blitz app, and they've respond and asked, is this going to uh, be, you know, uh, on the blockchain at some point? And Panini has responded back saying that is uh, our plan in the future. Yeah. So it's come from Panini themselves that I now I can't speak for Tops, but I'm, I'm sure they'll probably follow suit and do something along those lines as well because, you know, they all these companies sort of follow each other. Cherry's put um, a good point in the in the chat. They said Tops back catalogue has to be the biggest cards ever, right? All that art, all the pack art, et cetera, et cetera. NFT for days. I, I, I agree. And they also have the potential to go with their, obviously their Top 70 or their like Project 2020, those two initiatives that they've run in the past. Well, Top 70 this year, Tops 20, uh, Project 2020 last year, but they've got that potential to create card artist NFTs through the likes of your Tyson Beck. You know, like they have that potential because they've got obviously contract. He's contracted to them. He already does designs for them. What's to say they don't turn one into a limited edition NFT that gets released as a card? So they have the world is their oyster because they got a lot of that stuff. Tops. And, well, when it comes to custom cards, 
from artists. They are the best. So massive opportunity for them. Uh, and yes, uh, card degenerates and make sure you do bring your Amex G because we will be maxing that out over dinner. So, <laughs> um, but uh, I also found out that these F1 cards are on the US tops now as well. So they differentiate because there's no baseball that's sold on the um, UK version. So the difference is they've got a Samuel Eto lost rookie card on their tops now, which is sold out, but that's the card that they had. And then obviously there's a Derek Jeter. Uh, don't no, remind no. me, Domo, because I woke up. I told you this. I woke up, uh, what was it, Saturday morning? You blew it. And uh, I, blew, I blew it. I was up uh, in the wee hours. I was up at 6 a.m., bright and early. And uh, you know the old saying, the early bird gets the worm. Well, that could have been me in that case because I woke up and I jumped on the tops uh, now and seen, oh, what have they got on here today? And I was on there and I and every single one of those Samuel Eto cards that are currently on there, um, I can actually bring it up on the mini home overlay uh, as we like to do. Um, every single one of those on there, Doma, um, I tell you what, I should have jumped in there and bit the bullet and bought him. I'll bring it up. So here's the Samuel Eto. Uh, you've got only the base card is available, but you had the number to one auto, right? I could I had the chance to buy that diamond. It hadn't sold out when I got on there. I had the number of number to five. I had a chance to buy that one. A number to ten auto. I had a chance to buy that one too. A number to twenty five auto. I had a chance to buy that one. And a number to forty nine auto. I mean, I should have at least got one. <laughs> um, every single one of those was available. I could have bought the one-of-one one Samuel Eto rookie auto card, and I chose not to, and I'm absolutely kicking myself right now because I jumped on four hours later and every single one of those was sold out. You stopped it. Uh, tops making moves. Panini maybe need to speed up their timelines for what they have in mind because if I'm Tops, I'm going to start gunning for extra licenses. I completely agree. Um, you started to see this blockchain now, like everyone's onto it. I uh, will swap over to that because we do like to do a Panini blockchain update uh, weekly on uh, the Hobby Talk segment. But now everyone's onto this Panini blockchain too. So now Panini's probably thinking on the same wave on the same wavelength and trying to get more licenses so they have the ability to do this stuff as well. Um, but it's funny, funnily enough, everyone's jumped on it probably three weeks late this uh blockchain store thing uh we've been given updates but we as we keep saying we're made aware of it from someone on clubhouse uh it brought it to our attention and since the best part is getting the yeah you get card. and now some of the cards on here this week source i'll tell you what ending in two days they're up on the. If you're watching, they're up on the thing. If not, I'll read them out. Uh, there's some immaculate uh, patch card, patch autos. So we got a Wanda Franco one of one baseball patch auto, Bradley Beal one of one. The patch for the Sean Camp source is a very nice card. That is. Uh, a it's nice a one of one patch there. Wrong. Uh, Patty Mahomes. There's a Killian Hayes rookie patch auto. There's a Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, then there is a Kira Lewis Jr. one-on-one rookie auto, patch auto. Then there's another Justin Herbert that's made its uh, appearance on here. Rookie card, one-on-one, 
patch auto. Very nice. Then the Knights. Now, Source, run us through some of these soccer cards that they got on here because there's a lovely one. So, so there's a, a one of one uh, Vinicius Junior gold vinyl, uh, but uh, I don't know if that's a rookie card or not. I'm not 100% sure. You've got the uh, Iago Aspas, one of one gold vinyl. Uh, Jens Jonsson, uh, one of one gold vinyl. Now, here we go. This is a cracker. Uh, David Villa, one of one gold vinyl in the Barcelona kit. Anyone who doesn't know, David Villa was, had such a successful career at Barcelona. Uh, won everything. pretty much everything. World Cups also. Uh, yep. Is, I mean, David Villa is probably as, as good a striker as you would have found in an era. Yeah. Um, you know, he was he was a gun. Um, so I think that's a really, really good play. David Villa, one-on-one gold vinyl in the Barcelona kit, which is, you know, definitely where he made the most noise. Um, then you've got uh, one-on-one uh, Pablo, Pablo Mafio, uh, one-on-one gold vinyl. Then Antonio Puretes, uh, one-on-one gold vinyl. Um, these are uh, La Liga. Now, this is a nice one. Thibaut Courtois, one of one gold vinyl uh, in the Real Madrid kit. Uh, then you've got a uh, Ivan Rakitic uh, in the uh, Sevilla kit, one of one gold vinyl. Christian Tello, uh, one of one gold vinyl. Uh, as you can tell, tell the, the theme of this blockchain store is one of one. So this is what makes it very enticing. And not only do you get the one of one physical card, but you get the one of one digital blockchain nft card so uh yes which is which is pretty cool if you ask me um uh, and then yeah you got fernando uh pacchio one-on-one gold vinyl uh this is a cracker this is the one la liga one. legends david oh. becker one of one gold vinyl absolutely cracking card in the real madrid kit that is a perla doma that is an absolute perla uh, Angel Correra, uh, one of one gold vinyl. Uh, Jose Campana, one of one gold vinyl. Um, I mean, I'm just going to not even read the rest of these because they're probably not worth There's mentioning. There's no other just big ones in time. here. There? There's no other big ones, Dom. I've just gone and had a look. So really, you know, some of those other ones, if you know, if you follow those teams, maybe it might be worth it. But let's be honest, the the big boys on this round are the David Beckham. Thibaut Courtois gets a, a honourable mention. Uh, David Villa, I think that's a great one. Vinicius Junior, I think that's a good one. Uh, Herbert, um, you've got uh, Killian Hayes. I'm not sure about that. I mean, you'd be probably dropping a big amount of money on a, a speculative rookie, rather by the Larry Fitzgerald. He's definitely going to go down as one of the greatest wide receivers to ever play the game. Uh, then you've got the Paddy Mahomes. You can't go wrong with that. Sean Kemp, I like the patch, so I would go with that. Your boy Bradley Bill, that's a nice one as well. Don't know if I'd drop the Bitcoin no. on that. And then the one DeFranco, one of one. Uh, so uh, majestic patch, immaculate. So some absolute pearlers, Doma. And uh, yeah, uh, anyone who's not following that, please do. It's interesting. And if anyone still, I say this every damn week, and I put the message out on um, on socials. People start emailing Panini because I've already emailed them once. I'm going to email them again. I want to know how the hell we find out what the previous solds on the on the blockchain store sold for. Because we want to, we want to run yeah, it, run it run it sorry run it out on our podcast and tell you what every card is probably going to be worth if it went to auction slab. Correct. 
right? So, you know, we want to know from from a, a few weeks back that had the one-of-one one Ronaldo gold vinyl, like, what did that sell for? Um, and there's there was an, another one-of-one one Justin Herbert patch, auto. Uh, we want to know what that sold for. So, you know, I don't like that there's not the transparency there from the uh, Panini. Uh, we, you know, we've had a look around. I've logged into my Panini account, and I, tr I try to figure it out. I don't know. I can't figure it out. So anyone who out there who knows, uh, or, or, or if anyone has got a, uh, a, a direct line to Panini themselves, we need to know. We want to know. Um, and that's the whole point about the uh, the blockchain. It's supposed to be every transaction is supposed to be transparent. 100%. So, you know, there should be somewhere where you're seeing this stuff. Or else, really, they're not really doing blockchain the way it was meant to be done. Yeah, that's fair enough. Now, the last thing in Hobby Talk, before we get uh, onto Source of Smokey, uh, a few drops coming out. Uh, we've got NFL Contenders Optic, uh, then NFL Select Football, which is going hobby and retail, Saucy was saying. And then uh, the last one is Origins Basketball. So a few upcoming products to be released. I think that football, the Select Football will, and Contenders Optic, Clearly, they'll fly off the uh, the shelves. And people over in the States, the breakers there will be loving it. Oh, that could be... that You know, and, and I say to you, Dom, that could be um, a little bit of a, a look ahead to select basketball. Are they going to do an, a, a retail release? I think yeah. so. I, I genuinely think so. Um, so, I mean, that just uh, perks my ears up and goes, you know what, I'm going to go buy the select from last year and the select from the year before that and all the select from the years before that because, uh, you know, that stuff hasn't had the rise up on print run. Correct. And, um, you know, that, that in my opinion, it's going to be more valuable over the test of time because the print run on it is going to be severely uh, much yeah. lower. Now, Cherry, the Kobe last year went for like 65K USD. Now, was that, the, was that a physical card or just the blockchain version of the card because source and i have always said from day dot since we started looking at this panini blockchain you could literally make money on the blockchain card to then go slab the one-on-one physical card that you receive in the mail and then sell that card if you don't want it for all the profit you want yeah so you could sell the blockchain card for what you pay for it say 15 grand we'll just say so you sell that for fifteen grand, so you've broken even, and then you sell the physical card, slabbed, one on one, for one hundred and fifty, maybe not one hundred, but the, potentially while guys like Maradona one on ones, you'd expect that to go for a, a, around about a hundred grand, fifty to a hundred thousand dollars, especially if it, if it grades a ten. Well, yeah, if it grades a ten, yeah. Physical plus blockchain was a Dutch auction format. Yeah, that's what they're all now. They're all uh, Dutch auction format. Physical plus the blockchain for 65. Wow. There you go. It's potential in it, but that is a Kobe Bryant, I guess. That is the other thing to look at. And that's why we look at those big guys as the ones they are going to sell well. Your Beckhams, your Maradonas, your Herberts. Your, uh, yeah, your David Veers. I completely agree, Luke. Severely underrated. Severely underrated player, mate. He won. A, I'm pretty sure they won the Euro. He won a Euro as well. Cup, Euro, World Champions Cup, League, Champions League, La Liga. machine, mate. He was a gun. He was a gun. Could find the back of the net at all costs. He was a, a great striker. Now, 
came down here, played. I've seen him play a few games with yeah. Melbourne oh, City. Great player. Great, great player. Now, Sauce, the most anticipated segment of the show, Saucy Smokey. Uh, it's a bit, I think, I'm pretty sure you've mentioned this card before on the pod, and you gave it uh, early days before it saw, it saw its massive price rise, or maybe it was a different variant of this player. I think it was a different variant of this player because you've given him before on the podcast. Might have been his prism. I think it was his prism, but take it away. All right, Dominic. So I just, you know, I uh, went in to have a look. Well, I've actually got the wrong damn card up here, so that doesn't help my count my cause. But uh, we'll keep going. Um, I just had a look at him, and I was like, you know, this is an, an interesting one. You know, based off what the price of his card was at, you know, uh, what just at the new year, start of January. Um, and now what it's selling for today, and you go back and have a look at the one-year chart, um, you know, got a bit of a run-up and, and, and things. Um, and then came back down and then got a bit of a run-up. But now it's like, it's literally, the price it's selling at now, it did not sell for this price or under this price since the, uh, since the 7th of uh, July last year. Right, so we're going back. So it ran up, and it got as high as uh, uh twelve hundred and fifty dollars uh, on the the thirtieth of the twelfth last year, and now it's back down. The last sold is three hundred and sixty-two. Uh, now full disclosure, I do not have one of these cards because I got outbid. Um, but. If you are able to get one of these cards at this price, I think this is absolute steal. Uh, this guy is going to be uh, one of the two faces of the franchise. We already know that they're building around two guys, this franchise. And he's expanded his game significantly. So the uh, bloke I'm talking about is uh, Brandon Ingram. And the card specifically I'm talking about is the 2016 Optic. Brandon Ingram, uh, Hollow. The hollow silver. Um, I mean, I love it how they call it hollow when it's not technically called hollow. It's called a op Donruss Optic Prism Silver. Prism Prism. You look at the back of the card, it says Prism on it. So, um, but yeah, even PSA calls it hollow. Um, so, that's the card. Uh, you can see here the one-year graph courtesy of uh, Card Ladder, our uh, favorite tool to use in the hobby. Uh, you know, twelve hundred, and sells eight fifty, uh, and uh, you know nine fifty, and then now today dropped back down, uh, selling at three sixty two. That was actually one. That's the last sold. I had a bid on that, and I, uh, you know, I the bid was at two hundred and five with five seconds left, and I bidded three hundred and fifty seven, and I got pipped, three hundred sixty two. I got pipped by five dollars. It's the way the cookie crumbles, unfortunately, but. With that significant decrease, and if you, you know you go have a look in the last three months, um, it's actually on a decline of thirty-one percent down in the last three months. So, and if you last last six months, you're still sort of just up a little bit. But that's the one. The last three months, that's the one. And the biggest thing is here, ladies and gents, total population report, hundred and eighteen. It's pretty good. Now to put that in perspective. To put that into perspective, we'll go have a look at his uh, PSA 10 
go have a look at his PSA 10. Oh, okay, doesn't want to... Can't swap it over, can I? Because I don't have the PSA 10. Oh, there it is. Right, okay. For some reason, the little thing wasn't working. The PSA 10 has a pop report of 167. And last sold was 660. So double the price. I mean, even the PSA 10, have a look at that on the Prism. That has a pop report of 167. Jeez, I've just given you two smokers <laughs> in one. Have a look at this. Three months, it's down 67%. Boy, oh boy. There you go. Selling for 660, last sold. That is a steal, ladies and gentlemen. So the Prism Silver or the Optic Hollow, I've just given you two smokers in one. But he's the guy I'm looking at. He's Brandon Ingram. And, uh, I mean, I watched a lot of games of his as a Lakers fan. And I was disappointed to see him go. The guy has so much talent. Him and Zion are going to be the face of that franchise. You know, I mean, I think they'll move on from Lonzo at some point and get some other guys that better fit the purpose. Because I, I think, I think Zion's going to develop into a. Uh, I genuinely think he's going to play similar to LeBron. He's going to be a, uh, you know, a guy who uh, facilitates as well as can score at will inside. Um, and they've started to use him like that by putting the ball in his hands, bringing the ball down the court uh, more often. So, um, yeah, ladies and gents, Brandon Ingram, the card I was giving was Optic Hollow, but, I mean, it's a silver prism at a pop of 167, and currently only going, what, last sold 660? And, you know, here we go. We go back to... It was it was once a $2,400 card, Dom, someone paid for it on the 28th of the 12th last year. And up around 2000 it is down significantly. I mean... It's, that three this is this is alarming 67 percent down over the last three months that is crazy go buy it i'm telling you ladies and gents i genuinely don't think you're going to get a cheaper price on this card for a long, long time good. you go have a look at the one go have a look at the one year chart i mean it did get up and back in august to 1700 then it dropped back down but it never never got back down to 660 even after the drop in august last year look at that oh boy that is a steal there you go, ladies and gents. Saucy Smokey, and that's a fire, Bang. I reckon. Very nice, Sauce. Very nice. Two for the price of one, as they say. Uh, another pod down. We've got a bit coming up. We're trying to work out a few special pods. Bank them up a bit. Uh, are you able to mention the podcast that you were on, Sauce? You can? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, I did I did feature on uh, the, the Slab Talk pod, so that will be coming out. Uh, you know, sometime in the near future, hopefully. And I had a great, great time talking with Emil. He's a champion. Um, and we'll I'll definitely be looking at getting him on our podcast at some point um, and uh, teaming up once again. Uh, it was very, very fun to chop it up with him. For sure. Very nice. Got that. A couple more we're in discussion with. Uh, and then we're going to look maybe next week, Monday and Tuesday, lining up a few as well. So busy. And then the podcast could be coming from an undisclosed location once again for me, Source, uh, next week. So it's always fun, isn't it, when we get around and do that stuff. So anyway, on behalf of myself and the great man, Source, keep living, loving, and breathing all sports. It's double coverage and peace. Thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to leave a review on the Apple Podcasting app. Also, follow us on socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Talking old spots. Double coverage.